Hello and welcome to Free America. Today is Sunday, August 8th. The year is 2021 and I am your host, Nick Yaya, and this is the Free America Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode number 55 and we have back in studio today our very special friend and guest, Chris Hoover, who's been on the show several times before. And we're going to be breaking down a lot of interesting developments in the world of the vaccine, the vaccine mandates. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about the, the news on that, about the mandates being rolled out in New York City and now in my hometown of Los Angeles. So before we get to that, of course, we always want to direct your attention to the Free America podcast website where you can... Uh, find this episode as well as previous episodes and you can uh, always find the links to where you can download our podcast and listen to it on the go whether that's through apple or google or iheart or spotify you can always find our podcast out there and take it with you and of course you can always find us also on rumble and BitChute. that's uh, those are our alternatives to youtube as well as our social media site on gab and MeWe. and of course you can link to those or click those links if you want to just jump over there um, and we always do ask you too, if you want to scroll down all the way to the bottom, subscribe to the Free America podcast, because that is how we will reach you should something happen to our other channels of communication. Right. So uh, we're going to move on to um, some, some news items. And uh, I want to first call to your attention something that uh, has just come about here in Los Angeles this week. And and apparently, um, the, there's a couple of members of the L.A. City Council who have taken it upon themselves to, uh, to, to require that, that restaurants and gyms and indoor sporting, um, sporting um, events require a proof of vaccination. And this, is, this just is beyond belief for me. I, I can't believe we've gotten to this point with this uh, with these vaccines and with this proof of vaccination I, we, I, we always feared it would happen this way this is why we stood up for so long against mandatory masks in these businesses and places where we grocery shop and i'm afraid that we're moving in that same direction with things like this that that city council and and the county supervisors are talking about here in saying that well it's going to first start with restaurants and gyms and other indoor venues and movie theaters and entertainment places, right? Uh, but eventually it's going to move to the grocery stores. And what? so what happens then? What happens to people like me and millions of others of Americans who, who have not taken this, this experimental drug? How are we going to eat? What are we going to do? And these are the questions that you should be asking yourself and your friends and your family before it gets to that point. And we should be and we need to be standing up against this tyrannical overreach by our elected officials, because uh, first of all, it is illegal to mandate that somebody take an experimental drug. And we've gone so far beyond that. We've let them get so far with this, with this, um, this just this tyrannical type of activity, type of um, the way they, they, they just have taken away all of our civil liberties. They've, they've stomped all over it and, and we've let them. And so they figure, well, if we can go this far, we can go further. And they keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And we need to push back, whether that's getting on the street and protesting or taking it to a court of law, which is what I'm planning to do with several other people here in the city of Los Angeles. We are going to be suing the city of Los Angeles as well as 
um, for people in my industry, the Producers Guild and the Screen Actors Guild for mandating that actors and performers provide proof of vaccination before they work. So it, it, it just, it's, it's, it's unconscionable what these people are doing that I have to take an experimental drug or participate in an invasive medical procedure, which is getting the nose swab, you know, up my brain in order to work. This is, this is, we've reached peak insanity with this. Okay. So moving on, uh, same thing in New York restaurants here are, Oh, it looks like, uh, no, that is, uh, the wrong thing. Hold on a second, folks, stand by. Let me, uh, have a technical issue here. All right, here we go. So, in New York, restaurants are taken aback by news of vaccine passport requirement. And one of the things that they're finding here in New York is that they do not have the manpower to enforce it. And I'm not talking about NYPD or, or the mayor. I'm talking about the actual restaurants themselves. They don't have enough staff to be able to check everybody's vaccine passport or paperwork or phone every time they enter their business. And so what we're seeing here is a lot of restaurant owners saying we just simply can't do it. And that is and that could be good news for us. There is a crack in the armor of this. OK, moving on real quick to Fauci. Guess what? Oh, boy, old Fauci fears a covid variant worse than Delta could be coming. Well, I'll tell you why I think Fauci knows that's coming is because him and his boys over at the Wuhan Institute of Virology have been cooking up these variants and releasing them onto an unsuspecting world. And that, that is one possible theory. However, he is right that a worse uh, variant could be coming because according to virologists and people who work in, in vaccines, when you have a leaky vaccine, when you have something that, that uh, doesn't completely prevent the transmission of the vaccine, the virus can then become stronger, become more virulent and more, more pathogenic, more deadly. And that's what we're seeing here. And that's what was warned against by doctors like Geert van den Bosch, who we talked about on the show previously. So you're seeing that happen right now. And then they can, they can take this victory lap to say, hey, look, we told you all the vaccinated are causing these, these new strains to come out when, in fact, it is the vaccinated that are causing these new strains to come out. Okay, and a couple more things here. Former Obama official demands a no-fly list for unvaccinated adults. See, this is where this is where it's heading. All right, folks, it starts with the gyms and the restaurants all right, and things that are essentially uh, optional or voluntary. But then it's going to come down to grocery stores or airlines or trains and buses and government buildings and Ubers and taxis. Right. So you won't be able to engage in any aspect of life if you're unvaccinated, if you don't take this stupid shot. And so this idiot is saying that we should do, have a no-fly list for unvaccinated individuals, right? Uh, just like a Don Lemon is saying. And these people are freaking maniacs, and they need to be stopped at all costs. You need to stand up now. All right, and finally here, and just a terrifying uh, report here from Mark Dice, who does uh, investigative videos, and he, he does a lot of man-on-the-street videos where he interviews people. And he found that Americans are in favor of mandating vaccines and jailing anti-vaxxers and he's this, the majority of people he interviewed on the street you know he he came out with a uh, you know a survey essentially and we're you know we're saw it wasn't a survey it was a uh, a petition for people to sign and he and this is down in san diego and he found that that a lot of people were up for arresting non-vaccinated people and putting them in jail and some even wanted to uh go as far as as forcibly vaccinating people so 
Uh, we're not going to play this video, but this is something that will be in the show notes section. So you can go ahead and watch that yourself. And I do highly recommend it because it is eye opening, folks. This is what we're facing. We are facing an insane group of people who have been brainwashed and gaslit and up and down the line have no idea what they're saying, why they're saying it. They've just been programmed by these people like Don Lemon at CNN and 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 others who who simply don't know what they're talking about. And well, they, but they know what they're doing. And that's the terrifying thing here, folks. OK, so on to our guest for today. Um, you, we, you've met him before. His name is Chris Hoover. He is the founder of, of uh, Rage Against the Vaccine. I almost dropped it there. He is also now the producer and host of a brand new podcast called The Watchtower. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. In fact, I'm, I'm probably going to get involved in The Watchtower as well. I may be one of the correspondents. It's going to be kind of like a news channel, but I'll let him describe it to you. Uh, when we get him here on the show. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Chris Hoover. What's up, Chris? Hi there, Nick. And thanks for that uh, perfect uh, introduction. And um, yeah, I mean, I'll just say this, the, the flag behind me obviously is our 1776 revolutionary flag, you know, our, our national anthem, the home of the, the home of the free the land of the brave. And you know, it's quickly becoming the home of the sheep and the land of the scared. And that's really what's going on. And what I don't understand is why more people are not up in arms, just simply basically on the encroachment and the degradation of our United States Constitution. Because at the end of the day, that trumps everything else. And without that, we don't have a country, um, you know. This country was built as the first democracy in the whole world uh, back in 1776. And the, the rest of the world at that point, a lot of people don't realize this or don't remember it. Unfortunately, they were all being oppressed by dictators. And very quickly, the United States is going down a very slippery slope. And um, I, for one, just like you, won't stand for it. I, I just I have these conversations every day, day in, day out about when and how these people lose their sanity and their common sense. It's like, did you want to just almost take a hammer and smack them in the head? Right. <laughs> and yeah, I, I just, it's just ludicrous. It's absurdity. It's uh, insanity. It's all the above. Um, I, uh, you know, been, we haven't talked on your show in about six weeks, but in the interim, of course, there's been the, uh, the ongoing feud between uh, Dr. Fauci and Rand Paul, and um, then also uh, humorously, I'm sure you've seen. I think yeah, we've talked about it, and hopefully many of your viewers have already seen it too. Uh, Governor DeSantis down in Florida has gone on the aggressive on on a humorous note. I think it's good to bring some humor into this. I really do. Um, and he's made T-shirts. Well, I should say his campaign uh, party made T-shirts, and of course they say, "Don't Fauci my Florida." So <laughs> I've. Yeah, I mean, pretty funny. I mean, it's just like, you know, two-cheek humor, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Right. And, uh, I mean, the, the message is very clear, obviously. Like, they, he doesn't want the encroachment of the deep state or witch doctory, as I call it, down in his state. And good on him. Yeah. Um, You know, so I've been, meanwhile, struggling with rage against the vaccine, um, not on my own moral conviction, but on the fact, like, I've been going to these events. And, you know, for instance, when I was out in L.A., and, and it, it the average consensus is that 70 to 80% of the people 
will just ignore this whole topic. 10% of them will go on the aggressive and they'll yell names and, and they'll ridicule you and they'll stigmatize you. And 10% will come and talk to you and actually support what you're doing. I mean, that's, that's what I've witnessed more or less like in the past year that I've been doing this. Yeah. And um, one of the shirts we made, I'm going to just show the shirt off here in a second. Uh, made this actually last summer, ironically. And of course it's, it's fair to say now that Fauci's, you know, his feet are to the fire. It's, it, it's the, the, um, the leaked lab theory used to be a taboo topic. And immediately, if you brought that up before, you were an idiot, you're a conspiracy theorist, blah, right. blah, blah, right? Right. Well, now at least it's pretty much at least mainstream news. And it's obviously uh, a topic that people are talking about. And anyway, uh, we made this shirt. Uh, it was last, I don't know, August, September. Um, it's actually, if you look at it, it's <laughs> Fountainstein. Fountainstein, yeah. And he's got his, you know, you can see the whole graphic there. But uh, so I took the liberty. Of, awesome. Uh, I took Love the liberty it. of uh, putting about 10 of those shirts in a box and I mailed them down to uh, Governor DeSantis's office. And I made sure I put a few graphics of this on the box so that they would open it. Now, you know, I haven't heard from them. The point is, it would just be funny. To be, it, it would be funny. It would also be uh, morally rewarding to see perhaps one of his uh team members wearing it you know in front of the camera you know yeah um but yeah i mean so the falchenstein thing then getting into Rand paul so they've been going back and forth back and forth back and forth for you know four maybe six months on he straight up he straight up lied to congress i don't understand why this guy is not in jail i mean we if you or i lied to congress we'd be cuffed and put in jail like that man right yeah, absolutely. And and um, in a minute, we can kind of backtrack if uh, I'd like to like the whole just just the broad brushstrokes of what the Fauci theory is, we'll call it. But, you know, there's there's one caveat that, that I'm surprised that nor Rand Paul or anybody else has never brought up when they've been debating or arguing with Fauci. And the, and the last thing, the last part of the clip of the most recent tirade that Fauci and Rand had together was Fauci saying, Rand Paul, you're a liar. Right. And what Rand Paul should have done was, hey, Dr. Fauci, let's watch your clip from 2017. When you said verbatim, mark my words, there will be a surprise outbreak. Right. I mean, right, right there is a smoking gun. The, the funny thing about uh, Fauci calling Rand Paul a liar is because just before that, Rand Paul called Fauci a liar. And it's, it, it's the equivalent of of saying, you know, no, I'm no, I'm not. You know, I know you are. But what am I? Right. right. You know, or. I'm rubber and your glue, whatever you say, bounces off me and sticks to you. I mean, it's so childish, right. this man's responses, you know, right. and he's supposed to be the, the lead uh, medical professional in the United States. And that's the kind of response he gives. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's ludicrous. It's absurd. I mean, it really is. And, and just so like you and I, we've been studying this thing intricately for the past two years let's call it give or take right right and, and many people out there aren't quite as versed maybe with some of the actual topics of um of of discussion about like Fauci and the, the whole like kind of follow the breadcrumb trail so basically here's the facts that and, and these are facts now the rest that i'm going to add on to it is slightly conjecture but the facts are Fauci's the head of nih um nih in coordination with fort detrick uh, donated some American grant money. Now, there's been different numbers that have been thrown around, around anywhere from 700000 to $3.7 million. This happened to be back in, in Obama's tenure, um, which I don't want to get into the right-left thing. This is just, you know, an, an American 
consultant that's a principal, I should say, to the president of the United States that's engaged in the deep state meandering of big pharma and government contracts and government grants. So back in that time, um, Obama's uh, cabinet realized that when they were experimenting with these gain of function, witch doctor practices, it was too dangerous and the potential benefits of it were heavily negated by the potential negative aspects of what would happen if there was quote unquote, a lab leak. So they put a moratorium on it back in 2015. So then Fauci, and maybe you can help me with the company. He pulled a kind of a, a sly trick and he went around the, the, the side and he got this grant to a company of his, not that he owned, but he had an affiliation with. And then that company worked in coordination with the Wuhan laboratory to continue these gain of function practices. And thereby they weren't doing it in the United States. Right. Do you right. see how kind of bullshit that is? Right? right. Do you know the name of the company? It's eluding me right now. It's not really that important. Uh, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I know who you're talking about. I know that the person you're talking about is Peter Daszak. And right. he was he was one of the principals that was with that company that took the grant money and uh, gave it to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And, you know, uh, just real quick on the note of, of Obama, see, on the surface, it would look like Obama is doing what Congress said, and he's doing what's right for the country and for the world by stopping this research. But essentially what he did was he made it look like we were stopping the research and then turned to Fauci and said, look, why don't you take this over to China? Here's some money to do it. Here's some money to continue the research. Right. And we'll write the language in such a way as to be ambiguous enough to allow you to get away with it legally. And that's what we're looking at now is, and that's what Fauci is saying is that, well, you know, it's all dependent on what the, the definition of is, is kind of like Bill Clinton said, and it's the same sort of thing. He's, he's, he's dicing it up and he's, he's misconstruing the language that was in that, that law. So uh, that's that. Yeah, you're exactly right. So now I'm going to add, this is the conjecture part of the deep state. And what I'm going to say, the deeper actual conspiracy behind this. So in, in different interviews that I've been watching, uh, one of them happened to be with Oliver Stone. He, he just can't, he's coming out with a documentary, a four hour documentary about JFK's death. Uh -huh. So he's been interviewed a lot lately. And, and in those interviews, he's talking about, cause he's a Vietnam vet. He talks about how Gulf of Tonkin was a false flag op and how right. the deep state called the new world order, whatever you want has been colluding for eons for definitely for hundreds of years um, in a shadowy side government if you want to call it that that no one most people aren't aware exists right you could call it right. again new world order the deep state on and on and on um so it's fair to say in today's generation that we now assume that the wmds right 9-11 was really a facade obviously they never found them and it was just a ploy that was put in front of the american people to get the moral support to support going into not only Afghanistan, but also Iraq. Right. right. So I believe, and, and hopefully sooner or later, hopefully it won't take 20 years for the truth to come out about this thing right now. I believe this is much deeper than an accidental leap lab theory. Oh, I, yeah. think, I think it's much deeper than even Obama. And I'm not negating that, but I think it's much deeper than him, you know, uh, facilitating and organizing. I'll just say, you know, a backdoor, I think they're using all of these things as a bigger, broader scapegoat 
to to the actual conspiracy that's Roll going out. on. And 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 then that being said, if you really just follow the money and look at what's happened in the past, call it eighteen months, well, there's been trillions of dollars that have been embezzled, have been wrongfully allocated to big corporations of the world. Right. Um, meanwhile, while there's people like you and I that have been out of work, uh, that that can't see their their grandparents dying in a in a funeral in an old folks home. And on and on and on and on. I mean, you could track even like I was talking to a friend of mine recently about even just say the sales of masks. There's something like he was telling me the number. It was a crazy. It was something like three point eight billion masks. If you can imagine, have been manufactured in the wake of COVID. Right. Then you look at the stock on on Amazon. I think about half of those are in in our oceans now. Well, right. Yeah. And then then you look at the stock of Amazon, uh, of of Facebook, of Twitter, of Google. Of all the big tech, and I honestly believe, and, and we've never really talked about this on air, but I really do believe that they, those bastards have been working on this thing for probably 20 years. And they, oh, yeah, they, least. yeah, so they, they made the, you know, all these, they made the, the virus out of thin air. I mean, here's another theory, and, and tell me what you think of this. So it's a fact that. COVID-19 has never been independently isolated. You know that, right? Right. So meanwhile, in the wake of COVID-19, the flu becomes non-existent, right? Down to like 5% of what it would typically be. So meanwhile, all over the mainstream news channel, I mean, all of them, both you know, CNBC, CNN, NBC, ABC, and even Fox to a certain extent, they're promoting this COVID-19 virus, right? And... Hey, you know what? You and I could make a graphic, right? We could put it on our show and we could call it PR 29. I mean, you, and, and really like, what is that? Right. I mean, right. because if there's never been an in, independent consortium of, of scientists and doctors that are actually dissecting this. Go ahead, Nick. I was just going to say, uh, when you get real close to the mic like that, it, it kind of blows it out and pops it a little bit. Right. So if you can just kind of keep, you know, about a hand's distance from, from the mic, yep. uh, we'll get better, better audio on it. You know, yeah, I get it. That's okay. Um, I'll continue on. Sorry to interrupt. So, yeah. So, I mean, you could look at it again, like the WMDs were, were this came out of thin air and they were basically the excuse for us to yeah. go into both Afghanistan and Iraq. And again, then that bailout happened all at the same time. And the bottom line, there was something like 7.8 trillion dollars that were involved in all the government contracts and our troops and the transport of the troops and sure. all the logistics of those wars sure and the money that went missing the day before 9-11 or at least it was announced right by, and I'm not, I'm not here to get, i mean not so, to get back into 9-11 but the point is that this is just another conspiracy and the people you know right. they um i forget who it was was saying the other day it was actually oliver stone he was saying you know like the the deep state they've done a very good job and they started they started in on it somewhere around the 50s maybe the 60s about conspiracy theories and he said reality is you know conspiracies have been around for thousands of years i mean you go back into the roman empire times there was conspiracies right i mean it's just a fact i mean you really and then you break down the definition of well, what go ahead people people often often um Miss misstate where uh, can they they confuse the word conspiracy with conspiracy theory they go oh well that's just a conspiracy right well no what you mean to say is that is a conspiracy theory right. and theory is something that hasn't been proven 
So a conspiracy is something that has been proven. A conspiracy is is uh, anything, two or more people getting together to discuss committing a crime, to plan right. committing a crime and committing a crime. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. That's exactly what's been happening. Yeah. And, and so, you know, then I look at this whole bigger, broader picture, you know, not through a telescope, but but like from a, maybe a telescope from outer space. Right. And looking down on this thing. And if you follow the money, you could really just reverse engineer it and say, look at look at all the players in this picture that have made millions, billions, trillions of dollars. I mean, a lot of people don't realize Dr. Fauci, for instance, has interest. And I don't want to get into all the granular details of it, but he has interest in something like a hundred some odd patents. Yeah. And, then, and then he's also involved in, in various uh, grant writing and research grants um, that, that he helps to allocate to various Ivy League colleges for the research of these vaccines. So he's like he has his hand in like so many different pots. Absolutely. Right? It's, a, it's a huge conflict of interest. What's going on here between him, the NIH, the CDC and the World Health Organization and, and, and just and of course, the Wuhan Institute of Virology. This man should not be in the position he's in. He needs to be removed immediately. At the very least, he needs well, to be removed immediately. I hope. He, really, he really needs to go to prison for, for crimes against humanity and be held accountable for his actions. So Here's my hope. If, if they do, like, you know, Rand Paul put that petition uh, up before Congress for, uh, to, for an investigation of Fauci, we'll say, right? If, if they really do get him to a point where he's backed up into a corner, I hope he spills the beans. Because that guy, he could be like the smoking gun for the he he could be like the weak link in the chain. He he could spill the beans on the whole slew of the people like Bill Gates, uh, like you know current uh, people that are involved in our federal government, um, like various principals in big pharma, and also, uh, like I said before, Bezos, Soros, Zuckerberg. I mean, they've all the the CEO of Google. <laughs> They've it's all a been, transfer of wealth from from everybody to them. Yeah. And and it's and it's really what people don't understand is that that this is fascism. What is going on? I just brought up the article here. I'm going to hide it again real quick and we'll talk about it in just a second. But this is actually the definition of fascism is the, the state exerting power through corporations. And that's exactly what we're seeing here now is, is you're seeing. The state saying, well, we're not going to mandate vaccines, but we're going to encourage corporations to do the same. Right. And so you've got that, that aspect of it. Then you've got just this transfer of wealth from, from the people and the state to the corporations. And then you've got outfits like Google and YouTube, and Facebook, who are censoring people left and right. They're doing the bidding of the state because they can get away with it. They are outside the confines of the Constitution or Bill of Rights, whereas the government is not. So what the government has done is kind of outsourced these these activities to private companies and giving them a, a boatload of money to do it. And they're essentially uh, uh, engaging in authoritarian and and a um, and a, a very, a very um, what's the word? anyway, um, it just it's it's destructive to the American people and to our uh, our civil liberties. And they're getting away with murder, essentially. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, so far, it, it really disgusts me that, you know, you look at international news and you see the hundreds of thousands, millions of people that are rallying against their oppressors, uh, you know, all over the world, basically. And in the United States, there's just these like small pockets of 
thankfully people like your group out in LA and, and smaller other similarly, I should say size groups in the United States. And I, I'm just wondering what is going to be the straw that's finally going to break the camel's back? Because for instance, uh, a friend of ours, uh, Paul was telling me the other day that um, I think it, it might've been in California or it might've been in Colorado, but he read somewhere an article where FEMA was sending out representatives going door to door to, to knock on doors to find out, like to basically uh, put a, a database together for who's been vaccinated or not. Right. And I said, like, Mr. T, I pity the fool. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I a mean, lot of, a lot of people are saying that. Well, here's the thing. I covered this uh, just on my last episode that here in the state of California, there is a database of who has been vaccinated. And therefore, it, it, that means that there is a database of who has not been vaccinated. So for the government to say that we're not tracking people is a complete lie. It's a it's a fabrication. And, and they've lied again and again and again, right? So the vaccines are 100%. They're completely effective. And and that was a lie. Uh, they've been tested. They're, you know, they've shown that that pregnant mothers can take them without problems. Well, that's a lie because then they said, we're, we're now doing a study to determine whether or not the vaccines cause miscarriages in women. So they lie again, 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 and again. So you're right. What is the straw that's going to break the camel's back? What's the one thing, the bombshell news that's going to wake people up to stand up with the rest of us and say, we're sick of this. We're tired of the lies. We're holding you accountable. We're putting you in prison. We're taking our country back. Right. No, absolutely. You know, as uh, as you were talking, I was reading off that medical immunity card that we made uh, several months ago. And here's another idea that I, I can't believe hasn't happened yet. But for instance, why hasn't the ACLU um, launched a class action lawsuit against the federal government for even assuming that these illegal, non-constitutional mandates are going to ever envelop the United States of America? I mean, I'm just going to read off of this one more time, because if, if they're really going to make these mandates, then really what they need to do is they need to take away the American Civil Liberties Act, or no, they need to take away the American Disabilities Act, and they need to do away with HIPAA. Because reading right off the card, or right, right off their website for that matter, in accordance with the American Disabilities Act, public accommodations and commercial venues, Title III prohibits discrimination on the basis of disability in the activities of places of public accommodations. And then again, this verbiage is something that my, my, me and my team put together. This patient has a medical disability and are thereby awarded medical immunity to any rule or regulation that might incite or manifest their their given medical condition. Furthermore, in accordance with the HIPAA privacy rule, and this is quoted right off the HIPAA website, this United States citizen is not required to disclose any medical conditions they currently possess. Bang, right there. That yeah. All the bullshit mandates. Right. Right. It's it's codified into law and law supersedes mandates. Law is is the, is essentially the law of the land. The Constitution supersedes all of that. And any and any law that is repugnant to the Constitution is null and void. Uh, Marbury v. Madison. So um, that's uh, we're, we're living in this world where where the rules have been thrown out the window. Nobody's following the rules anymore. No. This is this we're we're on the verge of like seriously like like Mad Max level chaos because the rule of law is gone. It no longer applies. Nobody's playing by the rules anymore. I mean, I, I won't get into details, but like I, like you mentioned, Mad Max. You know, you and I, I'd, I'd say overall are pretty even keeled, you know, tempered person people, right? There's a lot of people out there that aren't, right? 
and, and you can just read between the lines that that this thing's like a tinderbox right now and, and it's just heating up and it eventually is going to erupt and i i feel kind of sad to say that but it's i don't know what the alternative is at this point i mean I, yeah they're I, I go ahead they're very intentionally trying to create this substandard race of people called the unvaccinated and then they're uh, on the flip side trying to create this divide and conquer bullshit between the the vaccinated ones and the non-vax it's so obvious what they're trying to do and, and the scary thing is is what is their end game right what there there is an end game there there's this i don't believe this is happening in, by an accident do you no, absolutely. No. This is all by design. Absolutely. Right. So, so then what is their end game? And what and then like, there's so many questions about just about the vaccine. What's in that vaccine? Why is it that like Biden was touting? Oh, well, you know, some places then he, he had a Freudian slip because he was a senile idiot the other day. But he said, oh, you know, there's some towns and there's some cities that are offering, you know, 100 uh, $100,000 to get vaccinated. And he said, oh, I made a mistake. It was, it was actually $100. And you know, but even if it's just say it's a hundred dollars, like why? Because right, your common sense tells you, okay, if you got to bribe somebody to take a drug, then it ain't, then it's not good, <laughs> right? And, and and then, but also like they're touting this whole thing. Oh, the vaccine's free, so obviously the government is funding the actual hard costs of the right. vaccination, uh, you know, manufacturing of them. So why? I mean, it's it's not because they care about our our medical health. They never have cared about the United States citizens for a long, long, long time. It's very yeah. obvious they don't. So what what is it? That's the scary thing. I mean, and then well, you know, I, I, I mean, is that is that a rhetorical question, or would you like uh, an answer? I mean, I, I I thought of one answer, and then you, then I'm sure I'd like to hear your answer. But are you you're probably familiar with the Georgia Guidestones, right? Yeah, so I don't have that actual graphic pulled up, but I, I know it enough that I can talk about it pretty fluently. So Georgia Guidestones were found in the mountains of Georgia approximately. This is Georgia, America, by the way. There's also a Georgia and Russia. Um, but this is in the state of Georgia in, a, in the United States of America. And uh, so they found this. It's basically a miniature-sized Stonehenge. And instead of the, the, the monoliths being like 30, 40, 50 feet tall, they're 10 to 15 feet tall. And there's a group of about, I'm going to say approximately 10 of them um, spread out in some uh, geometrical pattern. But there's a, the whole thing is very mysterious to begin with because it's... No one knows who put them there. Yeah, well, it's inscribed in, I, I forget what language, but it's not an American language. Well, there's uh, Sanskrit, there's, there's, I think there's six or seven different languages that, that this message is translated into, yeah. And so, but the, there's two, like, very eerie um, facts about the, the inscriptions on the rocks. And the, the number one is, it says this verbatim, and again, it's not in English, but the translation says, it would be in the best interest of the global society to minimize the global population down to 500 million people by the year, I'm going to say it's approximately, ironically, 2021, 2022. Really? They, they found these stones 30 years ago, right? Right. I mean, and you, you know, the, the I mean, the, the world population right now is right around 7.3, 7.4 billion. So that would be, you know, what, 7 billion people they're trying to get rid of, give or take? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. I, you know, I don't know that that's they're, they're there and somebody paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to actually make those stones. I mean, you don't think somebody would just make that for fun. Right. Um, but then the other part of it is they, they were never able to find the actual 
uh, designator or creator of these stones, but etched on the bottom, there is a uh, kind of a cryptic signature signature and it says RS Crucian. And if you go back way back um, into the, uh, before the Illuminati, the Knights of Templar, the Knights of Templar were basically marauded by the Rosicrucians. So for the signature being RS Crucian, uh-huh. you, you see the tie-in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, it just, well, it, but I, I'd like to hear your like uh, theory on what what is this, right? What What is sure. the end game, right? Well, essentially is this, uh, when the, when the, when the globalists engage in an operation, it usually has multiple objectives. And in this case, there are multiple objectives to being achieved. One is depopulation. That's absolutely correct. It's population control and reduction, which has been outlined in the UN's Agenda 21, which came out in, uh, they developed it in 1989 in, in the conference in Rio. And they've since then been putting that into effect. They've been poisoning our food supply. And then when people get sick, the, that same industry that, that runs the food supply also runs the pharmaceutical industry. So it's big agriculture and big pharma. And they, then they, they treat people with the drugs who they made sick with the food. So that's one aspect of it. And they've been slowly killing people off, but it's not fast enough. They need more people to die faster. Second, the, there's the aspect of using this as a, as a means of control for people, right? So if you can control who gets to work and who doesn't, who gets to buy groceries and who doesn't, who gets to travel and who doesn't, you basically control life. You control everybody. So you've, you've devolved everything into this authoritarian state, and it's all done under the cover of this so-called pandemic, which they've never really proved existed. In fact, now they are admitting the CDC came out and said PCR tests can't differentiate between SARS-CoV-2 and influenza. So essentially, like we said last year, the flu completely disappeared. Where did it go? It was misdiagnosed as COVID-19. So uh, but back on track. So it's about it's about depopulation. It's about control. And it's about destroying what's left of of there's no way to take down America. They've been trying to figure out how to take us down because we are that light on the hill. We are the last bastion of freedom on this planet. And that's not hyperbole, folks. When you look around, there are no other countries that operate the way we do with the freedom we have. And there's no other country armed as much as we are. So how are you going to take on an armed populace that has more guns per capita than, than people? Is you you make them very sick or you make them turn on each other or you flat out just kill them with this experimental drug, which they're claiming is a vaccine. So, so you got you got multiple fronts that they're fighting here, multiple objectives, right. and they're succeeding in all of them. And it's it's so sad how quickly people gave up their liberties over fear, over this unjustified fear that was pumped up by the mainstream media. I mean, I'm so mad at these people at this point that I I literally want to walk into CNN and just strangle Don Lemon. I want to find him and I want to strangle him. I'm just just so over it. Just like the the, the mayor in a minute, we're going to play that clip of him going on his little rant. And and he has the audacity to to say this verbatim. He says, well, either you have the key to get in the restaurant, you're vaccinated or you're or you're not going in the restaurant. And, and the same thing. I just can't believe that people aren't at his, you know, mayor. 
just call it the key to the city, right? Yeah, I can't believe they're not like at the mayor's mansion with like you know tar and feathers like they used to do back in the day because that's what that guy deserves. I mean, he does. Absolutely. If this were 200 years ago, these people would have been dragged out in the street a long time ago and tarred and feathered and maybe hung. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, and and, and and made examples of because and uh, you know I'm a writer and I don't want to get too far off track, but in in when I wrote Oh Say Can You See, which was a trilogy to my revolutionary kind of underground sci-fi that was hinged from 9/11, exactly what you were talking about actually happens. By the way, it's of course it's all fiction, so I can talk about it. But yeah, I mean all the people's people like that mayor and, and like the and again I'm not I'm not naming names. I'm saying just like you put them into a, a third party, right? Those evil witch doctors, those evil oppressors, all have their judgment day, and eventually they are, uh, I'll say, quote unquote, tarred and feathered before yeah. an international tri- tribunal for crimes against humanity, and that's exactly what needs to happen. I mean, yeah. it does. Absolutely, we we need a purge of these globalist elites from from our system. They've been identified. They've identified themselves and and they need to be seriously. We need to get our sheriffs. We've been working on this out here. We've been chipping away at our local sheriff, Alex Villanueva, and he is actually coming around now a bit to our side and and not enforcing these mass mandates. And and I imagine he won't enforce these vaccine mandates. So uh, the next step would get would be to get him to arrest these people. Now that is a big leap. That is that is career suicide for someone, but he has to be absolutely positively sure that that is the right move to make. And I think we're we're convincing him that it it is. It is getting to that point. And when people start dying en masse from these these vaccinations, from these shots next year, we're gonna it's gonna be all out chaos. And I think at that point, uh that would that would necessitate the the uh the arrest and detention of the people who have been causing this yeah absolutely um nick i was just gonna say just because i'm looking at the time we're probably gonna like try to keep it to an hour and a half right yeah let's just share i'll, I'll just if you don't mind i'll just give a, a a verbal summary of and you're gonna share these documents with this podcast um the state of the nation document um was actually uh, in relevance to uh, Robert Kennedy, Kennedy Jr., which it says CDC is a privately owned vac- vaccine company. And if anybody wants to read that article, it proves that the CDC is a subsidiary of the pharma- pharmaceutical industry and that the CDC agency owns more than 20 vaccine patents and purchases and sells $4.1 billion in vaccines annually. Actually, I mean, 57. CDC owns 57 different patents. Okay. On vaccines. Well, I was just quoting wow. 57. Okay. So there's two different numbers there that I quoted one thing, but either way, um, that article uh, for anybody who's a naysayer, for instance, Robert Kennedy has been called everything in the book, but conspiracy theorists. I mean, you can't negate facts. If they own patents, they own patents. And if they're making money off those vaccination patents, you can't double dip. It's a conflict of interest. Right. It goes against all the democratic principles. I mean, it just does. Um, and then uh, one other thing I did want to uh, just show briefly is: uh, can you can you pull up that uh, the uh, VAERS, which stands for uh, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System um, page, which was right off the CDC website? Okay, there it is. Okay, so I'm just gonna read off of here, just like three or four, probably six sentences. Um, and if, again, VAERS is an arm of the CDC. 
uh, right there is collusion. So common sense would tell me as a moderately educated person, well, how is the censoring body of all quote unquote factual data regarding COVID-19 also the same body that censors what's good enough to be reported on the Vera's website. And when I say good enough, I'm going to just jump down to this one sentence if I can find it. Um, hang on one second. Here it is at the bottom. It says, and again, share this and anybody can read it if they want to. If vaccine safety experts find a connection between a serious adverse event and a vaccine, FDA and the vaccine manufacturer will work to find an appropriate solution to address the specific safety concern. Bears reports are available to the public, but not but do not include any information that could identify the person. The medical reports associated with various reports of serious adverse events are sealed to protect patient privacy. Bears um, limitations because Bears allows anyone to report possible side effects from vaccines. It includes reports that m- might or might not be caused by vaccines. Bears is not designed to identify cause and effect. Bears reports alone cannot be used to determine if a vaccine caused or contributed to an adverse event or illness. I'll just stop there. Do you see all the rhetoric and and all that he said, she said bullshit verbiage that they put right on the CDC's website just to deter the blame of any factual information that they are held accountable for? Right. I mean, are you kidding me? That's like, that's like, if you were uh, blamed for a high school for something and you had to write a report on it and you just wrote every word that would be uh, anyway, it's, it's just disgusting. I don't don't know how to. Yeah. Yeah, It says here. Yeah. If a health problem is reported to VAERS, that doesn't mean that the vaccine caused the problem. Right. It warns vaccine experts of potential problems that may need investigation and alerts uh, them to take further action as needed. I mean, wait a second. We there was the the swine flu vaccine they came up with in the late seventies. That at, when they first rolled it out, it killed fifty people, and they stopped it immediately. So this has killed well over ten thousand. I think we're approaching eleven or twelve thousand now at this point. And that's just that's that's just the the low reported number. And you're actually, talking about you're talking about United States numbers too, right? Correct. Yeah, right. even more so in Europe. Right. And so this thing should have been pulled from the shelves a long time ago. Oh, I mean, yeah. And then the, the other crazy thing is if anybody wants to read on, on this page or, or several other pages, you can go to another quote unquote semi independent page of theirs and it'll show you the collusion and the affiliation with the CDC, VAERS and the FDA. It's it's just simple as nepotism. And, and to somebody who might not know what nepotism is, it means that in a corporate company, there's favoritism between say a ceo hiring his son-in-law it's the same kind of bullshit that's exactly what this is well the the fda is is populated in large part by people from the pharmaceutical industry and so we've got the fox watching the hen house essentially right and you're getting away literally with murder and then you get into and here's the thing that really irks me when people like i i was at a restaurant the other night and uh, sitting and talking to one of the servers and she happens to be a recent uh, college graduate. Uh, she's a school teacher, but pretty intelligent. And then, you know, a little bit, I know about her, but I'll say, I'll use the term intelligent loosely for about what I'm going to tell you. And we got, we got into it and uh, you know, about this whole thing. And, you know, she's quoting stuff she saw on CNN or, cause I asked her, I said, Where, where's your source? And she's like, Oh, the TV, excuse me. 
And I said, well, what specifically on it? And she's like, CNN or CNN, whatever it was. And ironically, and I will say facetiously, I said, you know, you need to do some of your own homework. I said, you can't listen to the TV. And here's why. I said, because about 30 to 40% of the gross advertising budget for all advertising on all channels, on all networks, whether it's cable or syndicated television, is provided by Big Pharma. Right. I mean, right there. <laughs> Right, uh, it's, so they 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 provide the money. They write the script. Right, and, it, and and but those are the people that are out there on the street doing that, signing that petition and saying the unvaccinated ones should go to jail. Right, <laughs> it's ludicrous. It, it, it yeah, it is. It is it, these people because and the, because they've been given their talking points by these talking heads on TV who are paid by big pharma to say that. Right, and then and they honestly get off on it. And I, you know, it's a shame. Like, where did all this hate, you know, where, where does it come from? I don't, I don't fear. understand it. It comes from fear, essentially. I, when know, people get in a state of fear, they lose all rational thought and they, they get defensive and in some cases offensive. And that's what you're seeing with, that's where these reactions are coming from. They're coming from people in a state of fear and fear comes from lack of information or yeah, bad information. Cognizant dissidents 101. I mean, that's exactly what's Big going time. on, you know, and then. As, as a sci-fi writer, I came up with this synopsis for maybe the, the, the fourth chapter of the trilogy um, where it's it's the vaxxed and the unvaxxed. And, and I don't hate anybody. I, as much as I, I, I get angry, I don't hate people, right? There's a difference, right? And, uh, and I said, well, what if the plot was that, you know, there becomes this ongoing trend of the vaccinated dropping like flies, like you and I and millions of other people around the world are in fear of that. That's why we've chosen not to get vaccinated because it could be the Manichurian candidate. It could be, you know, some kind of chip that could be the drop dead chip in there. It could be tracking who knows what's in there, right? Or, or it could just be an actual organic reaction to these toxic synthetic chemicals that they shot into your body. It could be that too. But in, in the sci-fi stance, what if there's this ongoing trend of people that have been vaccinated dying and then the unvaccinated people come up with some kind of holistic antidote and thereby they help to expose the whole sham, the whole scam of what the whole vaccination motivation conspiracy really is. And that's how the world gets saved. <laughs> right. That would be that would be great. I mean, if we could get because a lot of information is out there uh, already with effective therapeutics for for treating COVID-19 where you're talking about hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin and they've been consistently suppressed by mainstream media and big tech for the very reason that if you if you have an alternative to a an experimental drug such as this is what they're promoting this mRNA vaccine then you can't get emergency use use authorization and, and that's exactly what has happened. They knew that if there were treatments out there, they could never get emergency use authorization. Therefore, they could never have this global rollout program of this vaccine and then enhance the vaccine passports, which are going to prevent people from traveling. I mean, countries have closed off their borders. You can't you can't fly to certain countries now. Um, certain countries can't come here to the United States. It's this is insane. All the all all over this 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 drug that we don't know what it does. We really don't no. know the long term well, effects. And then in a minute, I don't want to ruin the thunder, but let's let's play the Joe Rogan clip because it gets into exactly what we don't know what it does, but it, we also don't know that the vaccine works at all. So let's, which one do you which one do you want to do the the the, uh, the long one? Are they oh that is just the only Joe Rogan one? I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll pull that. It's going to be like, you know, 
couple two and a half minute clip, but it's it's worth watching. I mean, it's the best Joe Rogan clip that he's put out in like I think a year, honestly. I, I love Joe. He really, I've I've in part kind of modeled my podcast after what he has done. So, all right, let's roll that clip here. Here he is. This is Joe Rogan as of uh, today? This was put up today. Or no, I'm sorry, not today. <laughs> it was put up Friday, August 6th, and um, here it is. Yeah. Work anymore unless you do what I say. That's essentially what a vaccine passport is. Right. You can't do what you want to do unless you, you do, do what, what I want, want you to do. I mean, Don Lemon was talking about that openly on CNN. Yeah. Don't have a vaccine? Can't go to the supermarket. Don't have a vaccine? Can't go to work. Like, It's so strange that people want to say things like that. Like that's the thing that blows me away. Why do you? Why do people want to? Because uh, they're dumb. They're dumb. They're right? dumb. They don't understand history. They don't understand right. human beings. They don't understand yeah. human nature. They don't understand the history of every single country that's ever existed, mm-hmm. other than the United States, up until 1776. Every fucking country that has ever existed was run by dictators. Right. All of them. This is the first one where you had elected officials. This is the first experiment in self-government that actually worked, and it created the greatest superpower the world's ever known. It created the greatest cultural machine, the greatest machine of art and creativity and innovation right fucking here. And how did it do that? It did it through freedom. Because when you give people freedom, you let people do whatever the fuck they want to do, they actually find ways to succeed and grow and thrive. But as soon as you put the boots to them, as soon as you tell them you have to do this or you can't do that, you have to listen to me. Now you have a mini dictator. You right. have one step away from a king. You have a one step closer. You're moving one step closer to dictatorship. That's what the fuck is happening. That's what's going to happen with a vaccine passport. That's what's going to happen if they close borders. You can't enter New York City unless you have your papers. You can't go to here unless you have that. You can't get on a plane unless you do what I say. And people say, well, it's all about protecting people from the." Mm. No, it's not. It's not because we've shown this is a fact. It, just a couple of months ago, the idea of a breakthrough case was unheard of. Nobody heard of anybody catching COVID that had a vaccine, right? right? That was the whole idea. You get a vaccine, you don't have to worry about it. Now we know not only do you get it, but you can spread it. And some people have died. Apparently, it's a small number. I don't know what the numbers are, but I know that most people who get vaccinated, when they do have the disease, they have a better time of it than Mm -hmm. the people who are unvaccinated. But where are the people out there calling for people to get healthy? Where are the people out there calling for people to lose weight? 78% of the people in the ICU for COVID are obese. 78%. Where's that information being shared? Where's someone who's a leader who gets on TV and says, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to decrease our body mass. We've got to decrease our fat. We've got to make sure that people aren't overweight. We've got to make sure that people are healthy. Walk around your block. You don't have to do something complicated. Start drinking more water. Stop eating sugar. Start taking vitamins. You can increase the strength of your immune system. We can fight things off better. We can be a healthier civilization. Better for everybody, right? You don't hear a peep. All you hear is take this vaccine that doesn't even prevent you from getting the disease or you can't go to the – to the sauna or wherever <laughs> right. the fuck you want to go. You can't go to the Broadway show. It's madness. It's madness. It and really it... is madness because if it was a vaccine that really is like a, like here's a, like it's more of a treatment than it is a vaccine really if you look at it because you're saying you need a booster now every six months. Look, if you get vaccinated for polio, you get vaccinated for the measles, you don't have to worry about right. it anymore. You're good. This is not that. 
This is a totally different kind of thing. And it's a completely new kind of vaccine. The idea that people shouldn't be skeptical or nervous about that is kind of hilarious. All right. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll pop, stop it, pause it there. But uh, what, a, what a good rant, right? Yeah. He, he really nailed it. I mean, he summed it up very succinctly. And, right. and, 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 and that's exactly kind of what we were saying. That's what everybody is saying. Yeah, everybody that's that's hasn't lost their mind is saying. <laughs> yeah, good point. I mean, it's like where, what? How do we change this it, it, without it being violent? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, because it's it's almost you could look at it like the, the same way that the debate committee requires anybody to get into the national presidential debates has to be polling at fifteen percent, or they they can't get in, right? It's the same kind of thing right now. People like you and I, or that, that actually have some common sense and some sanity left, we're banned. Like you, you know, like you got to be on alternative channels. Like I, I mean, I, I put out a monologue last week, and I sent it. I might have sent it. I think I sent it to you, but I sent it to a handful of friends. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I posted it at like midnight, and by six o'clock the next morning, it was gone. Yeah, I, I went. I went back to go look at it. I, I was listening to some of it. I listened to the first half, you know, half or so. And then uh, on my on my way back, because I listened to it when I was driving, and on my way back, I went to go pull it up, pull it up, and it was gone. I was yeah. like, "You got to be kidding me!" And then I that put it on. Bit, I put it on BitChute, and then, yeah. you know, of course, it's it's solid there. It's not going to go anywhere. But the reality yeah. is, of course, that YouTube's owned by Google, and Google's part of big tech in a deep state. It's what it is, right? And, what I'm amazed is like just for a split second getting into some of the things like uh, that are on YouTube. Um, like Brett, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, Brett Weinstein. Um, he's a uh, Harvard Law a doctorate of um, mathematics and statistics. He has a podcast called The Dark Horse. Have you ever watched his podcast? I've heard of it. Uh, I don't. I don't think I've actually seen it. He comes at it from a really different angle because he's throwing out the statistics of everything to do with COVID and, you know, the, the, the variants and, uh, you know, the people that have had injuries. And because he's a doctor of mathematics, he can talk about it with, with such passion and such knowledge. Um, Authority, yeah. But, his, but the point is, he's going almost as far as we are, like saying that, that this thing just is absurd, that the numbers don't match up. And for whatever reason, most of his podcasts, most of his episodes stay up. I, I don't I just don't understand what what is the you know, what is that spider? Right. How, how is that spider differentiating between me, who basically you know, got maybe thousand, couple thousand followers and somebody like Brett Weinstein, who's he's got tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of followers. Right. But that's a weird one in itself. It really is like, yeah, I, I think somebody on i posted my clip on facebook and i think that's how it got banned off of youtube because i don't believe mine was searched that quickly on youtube as it was you see what i'm saying right well they also have the the ai algorithm that automatically flags things and then if you request a review that's when they bring in the human so any of these keywords that you say like vaccine or conspiracy COVID or conspiracy <laughs> right um, they, uh, you know, authoritarianism, dictatorship, right, fascism, they, they, right. right yeah. fascism, they all get immediately flagged and and taken down. 
Right. And it's impossible to fight back against these guys. I've tried and I've just, I gave up. I don't post stuff on YouTube anymore at all. I won't for, for, for the first reason that they censor me, but second, why do I want to give a company content to make advertising money off of? Right. I get you it. You know, that that's going to censor me. Who, I'm, why do I want to do business with them? That's honestly, why, that's why I'm off of Facebook. That's why I'm off of in Instagram. I mean, I, I've got a channel for, for this podcast on Instagram, but I don't really post stuff there because again, I don't want to give them content to sell advertising on because they take that money and they use it to suppress me and suppress others. They use it to steal elections. And then when you talk about them stealing the elections, they censor you. Right. So fuck them. I'm not going to give them any more money. No, nah, I get it. I do. It's it's such a just alien landscape. If you think about it, what what was 18 months ago, right? More like it is now. Like, I mean. I was saying this to a friend of mine yesterday. Like, if you would have told somebody 18 months ago that we were going to have potential vaccine mandates to go to a restaurant, they'd have been like, what, 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 You're what a are you theorist, right? You know, what are you smoking or something, right? Yeah, yeah. That they would have thought you, you, you would have told them that you just got abducted by a UFO and that right. Jesus or, told you that we're going to have vaccine mandates or here. I would have been told him I was just right. This is an excerpt from my latest script from my book. You know? <laughs> right. That's what it sounds like. It like sounds it's like totally it sounds like it. an excerpt out of a, a dystopian novel, it's like, like 1984, but it's 2021. That's right. exactly right. what it's like, you know. It, and it, it's, just, it's scary that 1984 is no longer considered fiction. This no. is actually it's it was like prehistory. It was written before it actually happened. It was prognostication. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I don't know. Um. The. Uh, you know, the hope is, of course, is that people like you and I can wake up, uh, you know, one person at a time. And hopefully that when, you know, it's we're coming to the end of 2021 in another, say, four months, give or take. It's only going to be two years to another president's elected. Hopefully that person, I mean, hopefully, first of all, we're not in this like jungle, we'll call it for two more years. But it, it's almost the writings on the wall that you can assume something for the next six months is going to be popping one way or the other about COVID-19 and bullshit mandates. Right. I mean, it's just, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but that's already been forecast. Right. Right. But if that we're still under a state of oppression and a constant degradation of our constitution of the United States, hopefully that we'll have a president that actually has some balls that will stand up and turn the tide and fix things. I, other than that, it's just got to be a full-blown revolution. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, Chris, I wouldn't hold out hope because if, if we saw what happened here in 2020 with the election and, and how they stole it. Now, unless something changes between now and then in terms of shoring up the legitimacy of our election system and, and you know, demanding that people show proof of identification to vote. I mean, if they, if, they, if they want people to show proof of vaccination, why the hell can't they show proof of identification? when they go to vote uh, right oh yeah so unless it. something changes drastically and unless we get a handle on it i don't think we'll ever get any populist president like we did like with trump in the white house again right well i mean hopefully and uh, you never say never right um what one thing that i've i've made in my mind I, I started working on this podcast um called i was 
formally I was going to call it all along the watchtower uh, when I moved out to uh, Ventura about four years ago and I got sidetracked with other writing projects and then just was put on um, just on side on the side burner. And so recently it came back out and of course uh, got the domain, the watchtower. And I think the tagline pretty much says it all. Watch us, watch them. Um, I was inspired by, I'll just say the grit and the grime of all this bullshit we're going through right now um, on a negative note, I guess inspiration is good on from wherever it comes from, but, but on a positive note, you know, I've, I've seen people um, like uh, Crystal and Sagar coming out of the woodwork um, and they've uh, in the past two months alone become the second most watched uh, podcast only behind Joe Rogan. Certainly I don't assume I'm going to jump back up into that window, but, I really do believe that now more than ever, there is a window of uh, opportunity for a show that could be a conglomeration of people like you and I, like, obviously you're in LA, I'm, I'm in Pennsylvania and there could be, you know, like I've, you know, like you, I have friends that are in other countries and, and, and it, it could be a consortium of people that are feeling equally oppressed, whether it's in different regions in the United States or all, or all over the world. And, um, it could be, I mean, I'm hoping that it's going to be a combination of in-studio uh, personalities like what you and I are doing. Who knows? We could have six or eight people on some shows. Right. Um, but also, eventually, I'll say eventually, and hopefully in the next like, three to six months, I hope to have the funding to actually be able to be on the road um, at least the majority of the time and going around to different events. Uh, I would only assume and hope that there's going to be more and more rallies if and when this thing heats up and uh i for one would love to be uh on the streets uh filming footage interviewing people from both sides but really just bringing the truth truth to the public and and all the while like our tagline says watch us watch them uh -huh. uh, basically we'll be holding the uh the deep state's feet to the fire is the premise of this whole uh watchtower Got it. Well, watch, watch us, watch them. I like that. So we've got our eye on the man and yep. we're letting them know that they are under scrutiny and under observation and they're not going to get away with the same shenanigans they've been getting away with for so long now. And I'm noticing here at the bottom, it says the watchtower dot live. Is that okay? The... So I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. So that graphic, um, I'll just say there's a slight digital glitch. I got another domain that is actually for, for the time being when it does go live, which I, I'll get you to announce it on your show. Um, it's going to be probably another couple of weeks um, for the next month or so. It's going to be the watchtower dot me, the dot live. I transferred the server of the actual domain and there's a 60 day lock. And so I can't have that live for another like 45 days, give or take. Got it. But, it, but the show sense. is going to be live. It's just going to be under another domain, and it's going to be the watchtower.me. Okay. All right. That's that's good to know. So, yeah, we, of course, will um, bring that up on the show and promote it. And hopefully uh, we'll, we'll be able to translate some of our viewers and listeners over to the Watchtower. I think it's going to be a great like, – I call it a news channel. I think that's essentially what you're describing yeah. is having different in-house uh, – people talking about or discussing topics and aspects yeah. of the news, giving opinions and, and thoughts and, and uh, other things about the subjects. And on, then of course, getting some on the street people and getting know, on, the street, on the street people of, you know, different political, uh, social concerns, you know, sure. um, like the people in New York. I mean, hopefully, hopefully they rally. 
I mean, I would love to go up there and film that. I mean, it, you would only expect they would. I, I'll mention one other interesting thing about that. I, I'm a fan of uh, the MMA and the UFC, and uh, there was a fight that was scheduled for sometime. I, I think it was in the fall. I don't know when. Oh, yes, um, I heard this. But uh, it was um, Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler. And Michael Chandler um, is he's a great spokesperson. Um, and he chooses his words very uh, professionally, I'll say. And when he gave his explanation as to why he like he wasn't getting. He, well, first of all, because of the New York City mandates, Madison Square Garden, um, the, the law, the mandates, the pending mandates say that any live performances uh, require that not only the, the the people that are watching these events, but also the actual participants, uh, the entertainers, the the, the uh, fighters, all have to be vaccinated. Right. And he said, "No, I just he, he, what he said was, um, and he kind of danced around the bush a little bit. But he said, look, I'm not saying the vaccines like for polio, chicken pox and other things that have been around for 100 years aren't good. And I've gotten those for my children and I have them, too. Yeah. Said, but I don't trust what's in this thing. And um, in the in the near future, he said, I'm not getting it anytime soon. So yeah. he, he did say and I I mean, I whatever, it's his opinion. You know, he, he did say when and if the FDA approves it, I might consider it then. And I look at it like the FDA is, you know, no. It's just another three-letter bullshit term like the CDC or the WHO. It's, right. They're, they're all in it together. I mean, they're, they're all, they're all yeah. it's all one big collusion right. between these entities. But, and I don't trust a damn thing that comes out of the FDA because like FDA, because like I said, they, they are populated in large part by people from big pharma. So right. essentially there's a huge conflict of interest there. And I don't, I don't trust them. I'm sure there are good people at the FDA. I'm sure that there are people who are trying to make a difference with this, with this virus and with this vaccine. Perhaps their intentions are good. But I also think that there are some nefarious people out of there that over have overcome and overpowered the good people and are really have just taken over and and are are shoving this down our throats. And it's nice to see someone of uh, such uh, stature to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to. I think football players, a couple of football players did the same thing. He says, no, I'm I'm not going to take it. You can kick right. me off the team. Right. You can you can stop the event. I'm not going to do it. Right. And we need more people like that to stand up. We need we need bigger pe people with names to to stand up and take a stand for all of us voiceless people out well, here absolutely. who are doing the Here, same. Here's an interesting thing that could come out of the Madison Square Garden debacle. You know, it's uh it's public knowledge that Dana White, the CEO of the UFC, he's been very vocal about the fact that he believes this choice that we're talking about, whether it's wearing masks or getting vaccinated should be a personal choice. If you want to do it, he, then you do it. He said, and I agree with that. If you want to do it, that's fine. But don't tell me that I have to do these things and don't tell a venue that everybody that's going in the venue that they have to do it. Yeah. Well, it's also, you know, a, a known thing that Dana has a big, big voice in media, but he's also has a ton of money, right? So what's going to happen with say just this one event at Madison Square Garden, which I guarantee you the UFC has probably hundreds of millions of dollars invested into it. I would imagine the extravaganza of, of like the logistics of setting it up, right? And then the advertisement and the booking and all that, right? Because I doubt very much that Michael Chandler is going to be the only one that's going to say, I'm not getting vaccinated. Yeah. And then Dana White hopefully will take all of his fighters side and then just say, fuck you, New York City, and I'm out of here. Uh, I mean, that's what needs right. to happen. It really does.
and do the same thing that the the all-star game did to atlanta for enacting voter voter uh voter not suppression but voter um enhancements you know securing the vote in georgia they passed a law that actually made it fair and easier for people to vote and and then uh the 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 uh I don't not the NBA, but the, the NFL. No, no, the the baseball league, oh, MLB. Baseball. Yeah, I don't know why I thought NBA. Anyway, the okay. Major League Baseball took the the All Star Game out of Atlanta and moved it to Colorado. You know, because they're so woke, right? right. And they're so woke in Colorado. And Colorado apparently has even worse voter laws on on the books and so and so anyway what but what what that did is that cost the state of georgia and the city of atlanta about a hundred million dollars right and revenues and 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 things that are associated with um the the all-star game being there and so if if guys like dana white were to take ufc out of new york and go to one of these other places like florida for example who 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 recognize individual autonomy and and the right to choose to not take an experimental drug then you might see some waves being made. And I think that that's the only thing these people really respond to is economic, uh, economic embargo or economic impact, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can if you can really hit them in the pocketbook, like right. what we're trying to do with these bars and restaurants out here that are requiring vaccine mandates, we're gonna we're making such a scene out front of these places that people aren't coming in. And we we've been talking to people, walk up to us, ask us what's going on, and then they turn away. They're like, I'm not going into a place like that. Right, right. And so, and and we're having an economic impact, and we're hopefully gonna turn back these policies that they put out without. Uh, they, they, they've not been directed by the government to this. They're just doing this on their own. I mean, this right, is right. This, this is insane. Well, yeah, was, that's like that uh, that one venue I told you about that I was at about six weeks ago, and they still had no no stools at the bar, and the tables were still spread out by ten feet. And I I asked the server, I go, when I go, how come there's no bars, you know, no bar stools at the bar? He's like, oh, it's the owner's policy. And I kind of rolled my eyes and. I ordered a drink and then the, the guy came back to take my food and the I, food order. And, and, you know, I was being very cordial to him cause he's not making these bullshit rules. Right. Right. And then I said, I said, well, I said, is the owner around? I'd like to talk to them. And he's like, Oh, they're on vacation. I go, yeah, I go conveniently. So, right. <laughs> and he goes, and then the guy kind of knew where I was going and he goes, look, man, he goes, I, I'm going to tell you something. And he goes, he promised me if I tell you this, that, you know, it didn't come from me. I go, it, the source is good. They're like, that's fine. He said, um, the real reason why that this is going on is because the owner has mandated that everyone in order to work here needs to be vaccinated. I go, really? And, and he goes, yeah. And he goes, so there's like a shortage of people because they don't want to work because they don't want to get vaccinated. Right. <laughs> and I go, oh, I go, well, I go again. I know it's not your deal, but I said, so thanks for telling me. I go, but that's I go, that's some bullshit. I said, so I said, let me guess. Did the owner get COVID? He goes, yeah. And of course, you know what I like you and I have talked about the PCR test. Like it, the guy probably had a flu, right? Right. And then he got diagnosed with COVID and now he's mandating these. You see what I'm saying? It's a trickle down effect. It, it, right. it really is. That's yeah. how that's such a simplistic analogy of all the bullshit that's going on. Yeah. That guy took his PCR test. He got the flu and probably had a bad case of the flu because the guy, the, the server guy did say it was pretty bad. And then they called it COVID. And then here he is like, you know, hurting all his employees and really hurting his business. Because it was paranoid. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> no, they, they've they've designed this in such a way. I, I have to give them credit. I mean, it's very well designed. 
in terms of its effectiveness and the fear that it's instilled in people. And, you know, I, I'm surprised people haven't realized yet that, you know what, if this were a real pandemic, you would know a lot of people that are dying from it. Okay. It's, this is not the Spanish flu of 1918. And right. I've traveled, I've traveled like in the past 18 months down to Florida twice out to LA. I was out in LA for three weeks. I've been to music festivals for like probably eight, 10 different music festivals in the past year. What most people think are crazy, but I have been and, and not like, not like 30,000 people at a festival, but anywhere from say like three to 500. I met one person seriously the whole time that knew somebody personally that died from COVID. Yeah. Isn't that strange? This, right. Just that statistic alone, right? Right. Now, and, and I, I know people that work in, in the medical industry. I know a nurse who she's been giving me reports all throughout the year when they were saying the hospitals are overrun. She was like, no, they're furloughing people. Right. And then and then she works at a major hospital here in the Los Angeles area. And then recently they're saying, you know, 100% of the people that are coming into the ICU presenting with COVID are unvaccinated. Well, she says that's not true. She said about 50% at our hospital, uh, the people that are coming in presenting with COVID symptoms are vaccinated. So, so again, it just it shows you the level of lies between what's on the ground truth that you and I and others are experiencing firsthand versus what the mainstream media and the government is telling us. And they just do not add up. They don't jive. So I got I got I'm going to throw a hypothetical scenario at you and I'd love to get your feedback. So remember early in, in this conversation, we were talking about Rand Paul and Fauci going head to head. Right. Right. So I think you and I are in agreement that there's some kind of deeper conspiracy. Like this isn't like Dr. Fauci and say a $3.7 million grant. Like right. it, it's much bigger than that. Right. Like Fauci could not in a gazillion years could he have pulled this off by himself. Right. So then, you know, we know factually that Fauci went on record to say, you know, mark my words, 2017, there will be a surprise outbreak. Right. Right. Do you think, and, and, and I'm only using, Ram, I like Rand Paul, so I'm not using him in a, in a negative stance. I'm just using him as an example because he was involved in the dialogue with Fauci, right? And, and he's a congressman or, yeah, he's a congressman, right? Or a senator. I should know that, but anyway. Um, do you Probably. think Rand Paul is aware or, or that, that he really believes that this is a Fauci, like, as innocent as non-innocent as that may be, which I, I'm not saying it's that is innocent for Fauci to be conducting these gain of function practices by some like we'll say backroom deal. Right. But do you think Rand Paul, again, it was not bashing on him personally um, or politically. Do you think he has an idea that this is much deeper than this? Or do you think that maybe he's looking at this like, well, if I can get Fauci's feet held to the fire, then maybe that could just start the, the ball of wax unraveling further. I, I, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that would be my thinking. I think Rand Paul is an extraordinarily intelligent and observant human being. Right. And to think that he wouldn't see the bigger picture here, I, I find very doubtful. I think that, but what, what he's doing right now is he's, he's doing uh, a kind of progression up this chain of evidence, right? So you got to start right here at the bottom, Fauci, Wuhan, financing, all right? right? And then once that is established and confirmed, then he can walk us to the next step to say, well, this is part of a bigger conspiracy. And and 
it's but he's got to be very careful because if he just comes right out the gate and says some of the stuff that like you and I do, people might perceive him as oh, as disingenuous or uh, uh, or just kind of an outright. Extremist. Yeah. Right. 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 And so he's got to walk that line. And I mean, he's got, you know, I he's get, got to I lead people along. Totally what you're saying. But I also look at people like him and, and people like Joe Rogan and people like Brett Weinstein. You know, they they all have, um, you know, a lot of public exposure, first of all, like by the billions of people in, in some context. Right. And I got to think in the back rooms, they're talking about like, for instance, Brett Weinstein, you know, doctor of, of mathematics and statistics, obviously way more educated than I am. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that there, this thing stinks like it just at face value. There is something just wrong with this whole thing, like you yeah. and I were saying about just the incentives on the vaccine alone. It's just weird. Right. It's just like it just you don't do that. It, it, this thing is so political. Um that why is it that everybody seems to be afraid to even put that card on the table, right? right. About, about, for instance, as like Rand Paul, I'm again, I'm just using him as an example. Congressman also has a, a doctorate in, in uh, medicine. And we look at the statistics and I, here's where I think why, like even just take him off the table. Why isn't there other congressmen or senators, right? That are saying, look, Look at the statistics of, of VAERS. Look at the actual injuries that are happening with these vaccines. Look at now the fact that there's people that are getting sick again and they've already had the vaccines. We need to put the brakes on this bullshit and actually do a study of these vaccines, not by the CDC or the WHO, but by an independent consortium of doctors and scientists and really figure out what the fuck is going on. Right. Right. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. That that kind of leads us to the other clip that you wanted to share here. Oh, that's yeah. If you if you want to look at that real quick, and we can discuss. Um, this is this is breakthrough cases and and vaccine passport. Oh no, that's uh, sorry, that's the wrong one. That's Joe yeah. Rogan there. Yeah, it's there, it'll, be, already, it'll be it'll be. I already saw that. Yeah, that's the the other one. Okay, let me let me pull up the correct one. And. And in it, right, Biden, Ugh, this I mean, clown. All right, mask resistance. So, do you, do you want to give us a kind of so, lead into this? I or? mean, this this clip is basically just uh, bashing more or less on both mask resistance and also on vaccine resistance. And it's really disgusting because it it uh, will have footage of both the New York mayor and one of uh, Biden's minions talking. That's all. And then, yeah, you started at the clip and then run it for, I think, 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. And Florida. At a point in every leader's life, uh, they have to make a decision about whether they're going to abide by public health guidelines uh, to save people's lives or whether they're going to be guided by politics. In New York, Mayor Bill de Blasio is now hoping to ban anyone unvaccinated from doing pretty much anything indoors. You'll have the key. You can open the door. But if you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. Does the White House think that that is fair to people who may have a religious reason for not wanting the vaccine or who might just be waiting for the FDA to approve it fully before they get it? The administration and the White House and the president uh, support steps by localities uh, to uh, to take steps to protect people in their states and their communities, to incentivize uh, people getting vaccinated. And the president admits That's this it. isn't a problem. 
Yeah, and and she, she didn't even answer the question as as usual with these White House uh, press secretaries. They when they're pre- presented with a question, it actually calls them out on their bullshit. They dance around it and they right. give and they give a bullshit answer. And that's right. exactly what she did. She yeah. oh, you know, we support uh, localities requiring these things, but what about you? Didn't answer Ducey's question. What about the people who have sincere religiously held beliefs that prevent them from getting the vaccine, medical reasons right. that prevent them from getting the exactly. vaccine, what, or, what or just the, they're waiting for the FDA to approve it? What about those people? What about, what about, about the, their rights? What about the HIPAA Act, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just lud- it's completely ludicrous, insane, bizarre, absurd. Um, I, I, it's just an abomination, really, of what the White House and also what the Constitution of America was put into place to do. I mean, it was put in place to protect our civil liberties at all costs. Um, right, it, right. It, it's just, uh, um, it's very frustrating. It's very trying. Uh, just try to go through every day and keep my head up and, and try not to fall into the negative energy, right? It's so easy to fall into in these times and try to somehow figure that, um, I, I really look at it like I feel like I was put here on this planet to be a, a, a voice for this, to try to bring out the truth. In one way or another, I've had this idea burning for the past 20 some years since 9-11. And that's all I can do is just try to talk about the truth and help other people to understand that the uh, the mainstream media is just feeling like just feeding us a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. You know, yeah, same here. And it's it's only gotten worse over the years, you know. No one's called him out on it. No, no one's called him out on on the lies, and it's difficult to do. Is even more so now that when people do call them out on the lies, it just gets censored, right. and so the voice is blocked and is not heard. And I, I don't know what that answer is to get around all of this, other than to keep putting out the truth and getting it out on channels and and platforms that allow for the truth to be told. Places like BitChute, places like Rumble, and. Uh, just just do our best get out there on the street and try to educate people one at a time that's that's really what it comes down to sometimes is just one on one instead of broadcasting to a large audience just i tell our leaders our, our viewers and listeners is and the leaders um to get out there and engage people in one-on-one conversations. Don't humiliate them. Don't harass them. Just try to get them to think. Try to get them to question. Try to get them to look at the evidence that is out there. The statements that have been made by Dr. Fauci and the WHO, which say that asymptomatic transmission is is not the driver of pandemics. It's extremely rare. And what I don't get at this point is, is because we know that, and that information is out there. Everything is predicated on asymptomatic transmission of right. not knowing who has it and who doesn't, who's right. infected, who could spread it, so on and so forth. So, so, so if that's a fact, it negates everything: masks, social distancing, vaccines, closures, you name it, schools, I mean, all of it, all of it, all of it is done. It's over. And so, so what's up? Why are we still doing this? Well, even if you even look at the the uh, predicted mortality rate of COVID nineteen is something like point. Oh, oh, five percent. Right. 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 Yeah. Versus, but no, we need to give everybody. Tuberculosis kills more people. Tuberculosis kills more people than than COVID per year. Right. Well, we're going to mandate vaccines and ruin millions of lives in the process. Right. It's literally. Yeah. It's It's insane, dude. And I know we've been going in in circles around this for for quite a while. And we probably will be for a while still. If, uh, of course, we are still allowed to by our government. I'll say no. the 
one of the interesting things I think as a journalist um, and a freedom fighter is that there's going to be plenty of opportunities to get content over the next three to six months. I mean, on the streets of America, hopefully people will finally stand up. And I wanted to add one other thing about the Watchtower. Um, one of the other, I believe, uh, attractive points of the Watchtower is that we're actually going to have a portal uh, on the website where people can upload their own videos. And then nice. the idea is, of course, we'll go through and, and you know look at review as many as we can. And hopefully there'll be too many that we won't be able to put every one of them on. But point is then we'll have um commentary about these events that could be in you know it could be in chicago it could be in austin it could be shanghai Tampa. yeah whatever right and, and uh so it, it'll give people uh an opportunity to have a voice where they might not have had one before is my point that's great that's what yeah and that's what we need an outlet for that just for the average person someone who doesn't have a podcast right. or who isn't very adept at doing this stuff someone who's just out there capturing footage i know a lot of people do that and they, they um, it's great because you're getting raw, unedited, uncensored uh, actual footage, footage of what's going on out there in the streets. So good stuff. I'm looking forward to the Watchtower and that's going to be at the Watchtower, uh, the Watchtower dot me dot me. And, yeah. and then and, and tell people where they can uh, find out more about Rage Against the Vaccine and of course where they can buy your books. Okay, so uh, RageAgainstTheVaccine.com is the website. Uh, RageNow19 on Instagram. And my books are on Amazon and on, yeah, just on Amazon. Um, it, it, the author, it's either in different books, it's, it's my name, but it's either Christopher or Chris Hoover. And there's three books, the trilogy, Imagine Freedom, Freedom Lives, and then in the wake of COVID, Oh Say Can You See?, um, so those are the three books that are relevant to, um, what's going on in this world right now. Great. Awesome. Uh, well, thanks again for coming on the show, Chris. It's always a pleasure having you. I mean, you're, you're so, you're so well-informed and well-spoken. And so it's always a pleasure to have you and, oh. uh, we'll, we'll have you back again soon for sure. I really appreciate you, Nick, and, uh, keep on fighting. Good fight. Thank you, brother. All right. Take care. Take care. All right. Wow. Uh, as always, folks, that was just an incredible interview. The man knows his stuff and he knows what he knows what's going on out there. And that's why I love having him on the show, because it's some it's people like Chris that we need to hear more from. Right. Guys who who have their head straight on their shoulders and they know what they're talking about. So, again, we want to thank Chris for joining us and we want to thank you for joining us. In fact, I just discovered that this podcast has been downloaded on six out of seven continents. So we are worldwide, folks. This is a global podcast now, thanks to you, our viewers and listeners. And of course, if you do like what we do here at the Free America Podcast, please consider supporting us by going to freeamericapodcast.com, where at the very top here, if you click on support, there's several ways you can do that. So you can either make a contribution through Patreon or PayPal, which a lot of our viewers and listeners do, uh, and or you can support our affiliates. So we have affiliates in the areas of personal finance, self-defense, or health and fitness, where if you click on these buttons and learn more and or buy those products, actually, uh, then we do get a commission for that sale. So you are helping to fund the free America podcast that way. Also, you can go to our sponsor EMF rocks, which has great Faraday bags and, um, and these, e these EMF rocks, which prevent 
electromagnetic frequencies and radiations from disturbing you uh, and getting into your life, getting into your your body, disturbing your sleep. I found that I, ever since I started using this, the uh, the EMF rocks bag, uh, that that I've had incredibly restful sleep, as well as using this uh, the the EMF rocks uh, Faraday bag. And that's where you can put your cell phone in there and it won't keep pinging all night to the cell tower. And of course, disrupting your sleep with these radiation waves. So again, folks, yeah, visit freeamericapodcast.com support. And of course, always, we encourage you to please uh, go down to the bottom and subscribe. So subscribe right here and you can always reach out and contact us with any questions, concerns, or things you'd like to see here on the Free America Podcast. So uh, we appreciate that. And thanks again for tuning in. And for now, I'm Nick Yaya. This is Free America. And fight for your freedom, people. Even if you're not in America, you can be a free American. So stand up. Stand up for your rights. Fight for freedom. And fight for those who are who are in these oppressed countries, places like Australia, where they're, they're, they've brought in the military to lock these people down now. So so stand up now before they do it where you're at, because God knows that's where it's headed. Stay free, America. Good night, everybody. <laughs>